PYHG listeners, Cameron here and Rhea, and we are so excited that our new album, Back to Back Live, comes out this Friday, December 8th. You can get it on iTunes, Amazon, everywhere. Just say the word yay. Yay! <laughs> We've both had number one albums, we want to have a number one album together, so please support us and go on iTunes or wherever and grab this album. Cameron Esposito and Rio Butcher, back to back. Put your hands together. Put your hands together. Put your hands together. Put your hands together. Put your What's hands up, everybody? Together. Thanks for coming put out to the UCB! Together. Put your hands together. Put your hands together. We can offer so much. Please put your hands together for your home. Cameron Esposito and Rio Butcher. Thank you so much for being here. This audience, yes, come in. Feel come free. in. You're welcome. Please, yeah. uh-huh. please yes. get in here. Yeah. Uh, hello. Thank you so much for coming out. That's Rhea Butcher. And that is Karen Esposito. Thank you. We hear that there might even be people coming late because of this whole the city's having a big fire. Yes. Sort of a situation. So anyway, yeah. my point is, if people walk in, we'll just welcome like like these folks. We'll just welcome them. We'll be totally fine. We'll point them out individually. But we'll see. Look, so they feel very comfortable in. to sit down. No, don't feel weird. Get feel in real. here. Hello, friends. Hi, nice Hello. to see you. Uh, great. Howdy. See, and that could, and that hopefully that happens. You know, all throughout. Just all throughout <laughs> until it's all filled up. Um, okay, great. You're wearing one of our shirts. Thank you for being in the front row wearing one of our yeah. shirts. Very important to buy the merch of the lesbians that you like. <laughs> Support your local lesbians. Support lesbians, especially, you know, now more than ever. And Rhea, <laughs> yeah. you're not even wearing a jacket or anything. I you, know, it's you weird, right? You look nude. What's happening? I have happening? no hat on. I did my hair for the I first time in weird. months. It feels like. Why? What's happening? What do why? you mean? I don't know. Why the tea? I don't know. I just felt like, well, it's warm in here. But now I'm not. So yeah. I just said like jacket indecision at the last moment. I was like, oh, blah, blah, blah. I just stressed out a lot. I turned into a Muppet for Where? a moment. Where? Be- before you came here? Yeah, before I came you have here. A, you have several jackets backstage. Yeah. No, I have a shirt and a jacket backstage. Uh-huh. One of those is a jacket. One is a shirt. But like a thicker, like a shirt jack. No, it's a shirt. Well, I can't remember what you were wearing. <laughs> that might be the problem. I'm just shocked to see your arms on stage. I know. It's Rhea's weird. arms, ladies and gentlemen. Pretty cool. Thank you. Ah, I'm trying to stop saying ladies and gentlemen because it's useless, but it's, it's hard to get rid of. It is. Ladies and gentlemen, just, guys, really hard to get rid of. Hard to get rid of. You should use uh, friends. It is hard to get rid pals, of guys. But it's, <laughs> you know what I mean? Everyone, Rhea Butcher. <laughs> uh, what's happening? We went to Miami over the weekend. We did go to Miami for a single day, we essentially. We went one day to shoot a movie for one day. Yeah. We were in the middle of the ocean shooting that movie. I mean, we were, it was a key thing. A key? I don't, I don't know. I've, I don't understand Florida. I don't know how it works. You mean like we were like in an inlet. But you know what water was in there? Ocean water. Okay. So I feel like it's just fine to say we were in the middle of the ocean. <laughs> Hello, friends. Hello. Yeah, get in here. Don't feel get on in. Nervous feel at all. Feel free. Great. Now this is all filled up. Great. Who's coming over here? Where are these people? <laughs> it's a very nice view. Um, 
<laughs> Rhea. No, I just don't understand how like Florida works. So we were in the ocean, but it, there was stuff on both sides. Uh huh. So, so one 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 stuff on one side was Florida. Was like the other bay. stuff on the other side was the trees. So that was also Florida. <laughs> okay. Did you think the trees sure. were part of Florida? <laughs> if that's what you say. Yeah, I mean, it was just like a little bay. Okay. But there was all Florida all around it. Uh huh. All Florida all around. Yes. That's, all right. That's what it was. It's a bit of a hanging chair. You should sort of tell them about the appetizer Two that we got. Two people laughed at that because they're my age. <laughs> I don't even know what you just said. I, I said a hanging chad sort of a situation. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's all I know about Florida. And that LeBron James played basketball for, there for a little while. Yes, he did. Uh, but we, yeah, I know we, other stuff about Florida. Do you want to know things about Florida? Well, let's come back to it. You go. <laughs> Tell Tara, them about the appetizer that? that we had. Yeah, so we went to a restaurant that was like... Okay. recommended by the hotel that we were staying in by it, the way yeah and it's also one of those places when you look it up on yelp it says american new whatever the fuck that means i also want to mention which hotel it was that recommended oh it. you want a name drop which was the ritz we were staying at the oh. ritz look i don't choose to stay at the ritz but if somebody puts me at the ritz i want you to know that i can immediately feel comfortable there <laughs> They know your name. Hey, Miss Esposito, do you need any apples? Yeah, can you have a few sent up to my room? Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Can you pull the car around? You didn't bring a car. Well, can you just do it? Can you just bring somebody else's car around? Can you just pull somebody else's just car around? around? Thank you so much. I need a few more robes. Because we only have two. I How many people are in the room? Well, feet. there's two. We have two people in the room. But honestly, I want double robe tonight. You're in Florida, it's hot. Well, we turned the air conditioning way down because we want to wear a bunch of ropes. And we're, I'm calling you from the phone next to the toilet. I'm on the toilet now. Why do we have this phone? For me to make this call. I love staying I like at the Ritz. I like that bit. It was great. I love oh, it. me staying at the Ritz your, bit? Your Ritz bits? I yeah. love it. Oh, shit! See, the thing is, I just come in at the end there. Ritz bits? Oh, shit. Drive my wife crazy. No, that's great. I loved it. Ritz one bits. time I was, you know that I one time stayed at a Ritz for one whole month to yeah. shoot a movie. And it, then I came back and you. I was insufferable. <laughs> and I'm sorry, awful. I just was. I got I got back and then I was just going to do like a regular stand-up date. You just kept date. yelling at me for apples all the time. <laughs> I was also Bring just the like... Car I was just definitely... Ma'am, I am not a bellhop. I am your wife. I was also just doing like a regular stand-up date after that. And you stay at like kind of a shitty hotel usually when you do a regular stand-up date. But I was very much just like, excuse me, but if there is like anything sort of like a Ritz near this venue... Sacramento. Exactly. In Lexington, Kentucky. I'm going to need to stay there. And they were like, actually, straight up, we got you the hotel that's like not that close to the airport, but also not near anything else. <laughs> we put you in our new Hampton Inn. You can't walk to any place at all. <laughs> right. The food you're going to eat is whatever's at the weird kiosk next to the front desk. <laughs> it's going to be nothing a vegetarian can have, so yeah, you're going to you have to piece together the closet sort of, of a hummus of dusty with a pretzel hat, dusty candy. <laughs> Dusty candy for fucking sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So did you want me to talk about this appetizer? Yeah. <laughs> so the Ritz said to go to this place. They said, so it's the very Ritz, cash. You'll like it. You'll really love it. It's American new. So 
And we went, and they surprisingly, it was like a burger place with like craft brews or whatever. And I don't drink, and I'm a vegetarian. Cameron is also a vegetarian who does drink on occasion. And just I opened the bit. menu, and holy shit, <laughs> they had vegan stuff there. So I was like, let's just eat here, because I was honestly exhausted. They and had a lot of, I think you're underselling, we were in Miami. This was walking distance from our hotel. Yeah. And it was like, 80% vegan. What? It was not. It had two things. <laughs> and we I ordered both of them. <laughs> what? Yeah. What else was on the menu? Like oysters and shit. Oh. Those aren't vegan. No, you're right. I mean the oysters themselves are vegan, yes, but <laughs> you don't know that. If, don't if they eat, eat like the, krill or something? Yeah, you're right. I didn't ask. <laughs> they probably eat honey. Um, those fake vegans eating honey all the time. I'm just kidding. I'm not shitting on vegans. Um, but they, so they had one appetizer that was vegan. Yes, and that was buffalo cauliflower. And I enjoy buffalo cauliflower. Buffalo cauliflower is delicious. It's really good. It's so good You've to ever eat. Had it at Mohawk Bend. It's you very might know good. It from yeah. Mohawk Bend. That's a local place you can Tony's get it. Tony's Darts Away. You can really also get a tartsy don't a tartsy darts. <laughs> You can also. That was one of the greatest moments of my life. You can get it at Tartsy Tony's. You can also get it at Tony Darts Away. Burbank! Tartsy Tony's. Um, happy holidays, everyone. Okay, get off me. Why is it so little? Is what I want to know. Uh, anyway. So I ordered the buffalo cauliflower. We both ordered it. Just okay to start for the table. Just one order for the Jesus. table. And then I also got the vegan crab cake, which I could not believe they had there. So anyway, we're sitting there waiting for a meal, and they come over. And I saw it first. Do you want the blue cheese dressing on the side? I was like, please God, yes. And I should have known at that uh -huh. moment if you're asking if it should be on the side. Where are you putting it? <laughs> like blue cheese dressing should always be on the side for wings or That's any, actually a really good point. any sort of a buffalo style anything except for a blanket, of course. So then you saw it first. What was your experience? Are you saying if it's like a buffalo check blanket, you put the blue cheese right on? Is that what you're trying to say? <laughs> you hold the dressing when it's one time. Rio was I woke up in the morning. Rio was wearing a full buffalo check jammy suit but also yeah. wrapped in a buffalo check blanket anyway i guess you had to be there thanks for that buffalo check-in yeah <laughs> i don't know why these seats aren't full <laughs> you are actually pretty you got all that hot hot jokes Hot jokes. Anyway, Rhea, so you saw. I was sitting there with you at dinner. You remember? <laughs> I, I do remember. You had your back to the server where she was coming out because I told you that's where you had to sit. <laughs> yes, you did. Because if we both sat that way, we could look at the tree. <laughs> there was just like a nice Christmas tree there. <laughs> so, so the buffalo over your head, I spied. The cauliflower approaching. And at that moment, I saw your face, which was I like this. I said, oh. And what landed on our table was a full head of cauliflower <laughs> that it had been lightly dipped. All in one. Lightly dipped. Just like. In a buffalo mixture. Sprayed in a buffalo sauce. That Fake looked, tan. Not a, exactly. It looked like spray tanner. Fake tan. 
full head Danny of cauliflower, Tanner. but with a knife, st- a knife right stuck in the, in the middle. middle. <laughs> and then blue cheese dressing just draped all over the top of it. All over Like it. a skull. It was... It looked like that part of the movie Hannibal, Hannibal that I'm not allowed that. to see, but I have looked up Spoiler pictures. Spoiler alert for Hannibal, the movie that came out in 2003. I'm going to spoil it right now. Ray Liotta's head gets opened right up! And he gets to feed his own brain to himself. <laughs> I've seen a picture of it. It's a pretty dumb Looks ending to a movie. disgusting. I don't understand. But it what just does he say when he eats possibly it? the most... Do you remember? I don't know. Does, does, it, does he, he go, go like, yummy or something? I was like going to guess, does he say yum, 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 yum? But I was making that up. <laughs> you were going with three yums? <laughs> That would be the dumbest ending of a horror movie ever. His head's open, he's eating his own brain, and he just goes, yum, 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 and then just black. Fade to black. <laughs> yeah, that would be bad. Well, anyway. But it was like the most viscerally disgusting. It was gross. Vegetarian okay. food I'd it ever It was a eaten. gross looking piece of food. It was the most brain-like food that was 100% Sick. like vegetable other than the blue cheese dressing. It was, I just could not. Also a horrible way to serve that food in a restaurant. Uh, have you ever, I feel like you probably are people who've been in the world and gone to restaurants. Have you ever been full, served a full a full cla- cauliflower? A full uncut cauliflower? It's like, I ordered a side of watermelon. They just brought me a whole fucking watermelon. <laughs> With a knife With a knife in the, the middle. It. They said, I lightly dusted it in a little sugar. Here's your sledgehammer. It's, oh, uh, I get it. It's a terrible way to serve food because not all parts of a cauliflower are, are delicious. Plus also... That shit was underbaked and hard to fucking cut. So we're like, ah! <laughs> Bits are flying in the air. Sliding all but over we the dish. we were so starving because we've been kayaking in the middle of the ocean all day. We were kayaking all day. So we ate it right up. Whatever like, bits of it like we could chisel pieces. off. And then I was like, please take this away. Yeah. And then everyone else in the restaurant got it. And they all were like, why did we get this? This really gives vegetarians dumb. a bad, 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 bad name. <laughs> well, yes. I mean, my experience of like learning about vegetarianism through you uh-huh. and traveling with you is that some is that a lot of people don't know what food a vegetarian would want to eat, so they go like, "Let's put something like totally bananas on the menu." Yeah, <laughs> like, like bananas. Like, yes, exactly. <laughs> but it's usually just like we just want to eat like beans and a side. <laughs> but they're like. You know, whatever they want to do. Sesame! Here's some beans with raisins in it and hummus on top! That's so real. I know you know know how real that is. I know you know. And it's chocolate hummus and you're going to eat it because it's a dessert infused with a whole cube of tofu. It's true. Vegetarian food is always overly sweet in restaurants. They were like, we added a bunch of sugar, we made it into a pie consistency, (laughs) and we sliced it and we're calling it turkey. <laughs> you want plantains for dinner, it's don't disgusting. you? Disgusting. <laughs> On occasion, sure. Not all the time. Yeah. Yeah, big You jerk. do like plantains. I mean, I do once every six months, maybe, but not like the only thing on a menu that I can I eat. like when they make a sandwich and the plantains are the bread. Num- <laughs> that always makes me go, yum, 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 yum. <laughs> 
Just like you're eating your own brain. Yeah. <laughs> ah, it's the holiday season. <laughs> well, doop dee doop. I know. Are you feeling very Christmassy? We got a Christmas tree from. I'm feeling very ne- neo pagan. Yes, I am indeed. Oh boy. <laughs> I just, I, I don't know. I mean, I really love the holiday season, but I don't know. I feel like Christmas has been weaponized against me, and I like don't. What do you mean? Just because I posted a photograph of Not a you. two Joseph nativity in our neighborhood, and then somehow the a Jesuit priest. bishop of Providence made a statement about it. <laughs> yeah, it feels a little intense. Anyway, everything's fine and chill. Um, that's just a real thing in our lives, and no problem at all. Um, <laughs> What was I gonna say? Oh, you should tell them about our new Christmas tree. What about it? That it we have is one. there. <laughs> we got an Xmas tree uh, the other day, and I got it too small, so I had to prop it up on a box, and now it looks great. We we put a blanket around the box, and so it looks like a whole display, but it is very short. <laughs> it was this tall, which was a mistake. It looks majestic not from far away. It's very perfectly shaped, little it's guy. Perfectly, uh, it's a small little person. I think the problem was we took Murph with us, our Chihuahua, and in relief, it was looked gigantic. like a regular sized tree. We're like, oh, this is a tree that'll fill our apartment. And then we brought it home. It's the so, it's the saddest little it's tiny, little it's just a little bit bigger than that uh, stool right there. Yeah, a little baby tree, not full grown at all. And uh, we got it in a neighborhood, actually. Uh huh. Like in the past, we've we've gone to a parking lot of a Vons or whatever, the huge. But we went to a party a couple weeks ago, and we were really there because I wanted to go. You really wanted to go to that party, and we fought for two hours leading up to, to get it, there to get to the party. I have a lot of social anxiety at parties, but I feel like I should go to them anyway because it's important to talk to people. But I get really weird, and then Rhea is kind of mean. As a person. <laughs> I literally don't know where that's coming from. <laughs> well, because I got in my head that we needed to bring cookies to this party. Where I was like Five shaking, minutes like, before we like, were leaving. If we don't bring cookies, we're not going to get she to go She was like, in. just turn on the oven and bake some cookies. What? I'm not asking very much. It wasn't hard. She had gotten that I slicing shit. I was ready shit, to that go. slicing cookie Ready shit. to walk out the door. She was like, could you just bake some cookies real quick? What? It's not that much. But you were ready to walk out of the door. I but I was still one. fully nude. So you had time. And you it just, almost feels like you did that on purpose. That's not true. I didn't do it on purpose. I just like to get ready in stages. Shower. Rest. <laughs> she does. She, she showers 20 minutes before we need to go somewhere and then gets out of the shower in both towels is on the bed like laying like this like she's reading Seventeen magazine. I was like, I have a resting period. My body has to acclimate to being not in the shower anymore. Well... I look. You couldn't possibly have, put clothes on this body that hasn't acclimated to not being in the shower anymore. But we are my very, God. We are very different because you don't like to be nude at all. But I love to be nude. So you want to get out of the shower, slap on some clothes, and run out the door. Yeah. I want to have some time <laughs> to enjoy it. To enjoy what? <laughs> the whole thing. <laughs> So then I'm like, Rhea, make the cookies real quick. And we screamed at each other. As you flip through your Seventeen magazine. <laughs> no, I 
was like trying on vests or something. I was doing something productive, and I finally put together an outfit that could work. It was this outfit. This is all I ever wear. I just wear a long shirt, these pants, and some sort of motorcycle jacket that takes a thousand hours. I usually start with very wide leg pants, some sort of gym shoes. Yeah. Ten outfits. You're like, does this work? And then you just go back to what you had on earlier today. Oh, finally. The same thing. So we got to this party. Then everybody was like so important. And I was too nervous to be there. So we left immediately. We dropped off the cookies and left. Literally, we went we like, did. thank you so much for having us. Thank God I made those cookies. And then we went to what? We a had. high school football game. Yeah, because we had walked past a high school football game on our way there. It was a playoff game. And I was like, that, that actually looks fun. really fun. And then we went to this party. I was like, oh, this is my nightmare. But I remembered that I actually really liked going to football games in high school. And now I'm an adult, so I can do whatever I want. Yeah, you can. So I didn't say at the party. I said, Rhea, do you want to get out of here and go to that high school football game? <laughs> and we totally went. <laughs> we did. It was the playoffs. They won. They did win. It was really fun. Like 42 to nothing. Yeah. Hernandez was a great running back. Yeah, he was. He did a lot of stuff. Really good defense, too. I actually, I mean, football, I can't watch the NFL or like college football because of brain injuries, but high school football makes me feel like I'm in high school and I'm at a football game. I know you said you never Yeah, I mean, it made me feel that way, too, but that was not a good feeling for me. Um, We led very different lives in high school. You didn't go to football games when you were in high school? No, 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 kind wasn't necessarily wanted there at the football What kind of kind was that? I don't know, like art school kid dropping out smoking cigarettes kind of a thing? Yeah. Silence in the room. (laughs) They got really nervous. I didn't drop out. I just was like, I don't know. I don't care. I didn't care. I understand. Because I was gay. I don't know. I know. (laughs) I had an an atypical high school experience for a queer woman Uh in that I dated the star of a football team. Yeah. The big star, the number one star, the best star. Star. He was the star the whole time we were dating, even when he was like freshman. He was on varsity, and the star of the thing. He played offense, defense, and special teams. He was very good, and I was the mascot. And I also operated the big flag. Yeah. And sometimes I would just paint my face red and white those were our school colors the lightning bolt down the middle wear umbros a superman t-shirt this was such a thing that there was a dance that was famous couples and we went uh-huh. as each other <laughs> i wore his football uniform i was the happiest the i've ever been yeah <laughs> so for me i actually really love going to high school football games because he was a really gifted athlete and uh-huh. i would just watch him and then that was what I thought dating was. You know what I mean? Sure, yeah. I was like, I love to go watch him run around. <laughs> Wave the flag. Very far away from yeah. me. Well, like, my football uh, team at my high school, like, our big thing was we had this thing called Mum Day for, like, the big football game uh-huh. where all day no one said a word. It was like, it's actually kind of cool. <laughs> like, when I was a senior, I really enjoyed it. But when I was freshman, like, the thing that, the hazing that you would get is that you would get an F written on your face as a freshman. 
so that you, everybody knew you were a freshman, right? Tough and for it was a gay like, kid. Keep bring, going. Sure, yeah. But like bringing you into the fold of the, the whatever, the, the whole tradition of the mm-hmm. thing. And um, no one wrote an F on my face. And so that was like a really, I was like, I don't really give a shit about this. Because <laughs> like, I mean, I w- that's how big of a like outsider I was at my high school that no one even wrote an F. No one even hazed me. <laughs> I didn't even get hazed. Do you know what it's like to, and it's soft hazing to just, everyone else is getting the same thing as you and just an F on your face. And I was like, why are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> like, they're not even. Yeah, that's really hard. It's yeah, tough. So I, I promise you. That yep. when you go to sleep tonight, mm-hmm. I'll play football in my dreams. I will creep into another room, get a marker, write an F on your forehead. Then you wake up, you sit up, wait, <gasps> in the morning. I'm a freshman again. Mm-hmm. I was going to say, it's supposed to be lipstick, but we ain't got that shit at our house. That's actually true. I thought of that when we were in Miami because we packed up like our DOP kits, which is what we use uh, to travel with. Do you know what that is? Someone recently told me they don't know what that is. It's what boys carry, okay? It's where you put all your razors and shit for your face. I don't know. We use them. Um, it's a cosmetics bag. You don't have any fucking cosmetics in it. We have no makeup in our house. We have one sort of unsharp stick of eyeliner. That's literally it. And it's only used by one A of little us. bit of pressed powder. Yeah, which I consider to be makeup, but she laughs at me. She just calls it makeup. Do you have the makeup? <laughs> fucking makeup to me is it shit you put on your face no it's i mean makeup. it is it's just i mean my mind an umbrella is also makeup oh my god yeah fair enough hang on i gotta put some makeup on <laughs> that was aftershave well anyway <laughs> um hey we what a meandering <laughs> We've been absolutely wonderful. What do you think? We've been all over the place. We covered a lot of ground. It was like we were drifting in a bay um, with Florida on all sides. Kayaking. With no anchor. Well, Rhea, are you ready to keep the show going? I'm ready to keep the show going. I mean, I feel like... Even though we just started it, so let's get it going. Great. What? Let's give it some. I keep trying to end the thing. I know, I'm and just, you're I'm starting just on a whole into it. I'm other not, shit. I'm not, no, I'm just saying other things and lifting you back up into the thing. Just start the show. <laughs> you start the show. I don't know who the first comic is. Rhea, you start the show. Put the cookies in, Rhea. You're <laughs> put nope. the cookies in. Oh my Rhea. god, are you guys ready to start the show? <laughs> The first comic is a friend of the show. We love it when she stops by. Give a warm welcome to Allison Levy. That was great. One more time for Cameron and Rhea, you guys. They both have such cool style and like great clothes. I feel like every time I see a woman who like has something cool on, I always just like, I don't know how to say hello. So I'm just like, great shirt. Just like screaming at her. But, like, I feel like like I'm a Jew. Um, everybody's like, we get it. Um, so, like, my natural reaction when someone compliments me is always just to tell you immediately how much I spent on something. And mostly in, in you know, in comparison to how much it should have cost, you know? Because it was a deal. Like, I feel like somebody's like, I love that jacket. I'm like, four cents? I found it under a dead cat at a Detroit Ross. Like... <laughs> 
doing it. Uh, this is great. I just uh, wrapped up a job in New York, moved back here for a little bit. I'm excited. They uh, made us pack up our offices, pack up our own desks. And I was like, cool. 47 plastic knives. That's what I own. That's <laughs> what goes in a desk, I think. Should be pens, just knives. Um, why even give them to us? This is great. Um, are we all excited that Meghan Markle is going to be a princess or something? I don't know. I don't I've been like read it's like kind of exciting when an American gets to be part of British royalty. Like I feel like I'm learning a lot about it. I've been reading a lot. Like I just found out that suits is not white collar. <laughs> it's burn notice. Who knew? Um, not everybody is familiar with USA's programming, I see. She was on suits, someone told me. Um so I'm just trying to parse all that out. Um great time to be a woman. <laughs> I'm just kidding. There's literally no such thing. Um, it'll never be a great time to be a woman. It's always bad. We have two billion years and counting. How long has the earth been alive? That's not even the right way to say it. Um, I had one glass of wine before I came here. This is what happens. Um, no, it's great. I like, I was so excited. Harvey Weinstein getting knocked down was thrilling for me. You know, it was exciting. Just like one, just to see some loser get his and two, just to see like the progress we we've made and like, women, you know, accusing a man of sexual assault and then like him being brought to justice, you know, because he proved to us that all it takes is for like the two most prestigious English language publications in history to write like year long, heavily researched, deep exposés and then like a minimum of 10 other women to come forward and corroborate your trauma. And then you wait like one, two decades max, you know, <laughs> and that guy's done. <laughs> He has to go to Arizona for a week. I mean, we did it. No, it's been faster since him. I'm very excited that it's kind of like moving along a little faster. But like, I feel like my office had to like block the New York Times because like articles about men being like taken down for sexual assault is now somehow my porn. <laughs> like every time it happens, I'm like, who else? Who else? And there's so many. There's like genres. You're like, ah, opera. Yes. The conductor from the Met. Let's class things up. I could come to him losing his job. Um, don't touch women that don't want to be touched. Um, it's not a joke, just kind of like a what the golden rule should be, I think. Uh, this is great. I'm single. Um, surprise. Um, no, I'm single. I have a lot of one-night stands. Um, that's how I get by. Um, not financially. <laughs> Realizing how that sounds. No, that's just how I get mine, as people under 30 say it, I've heard. Um, no, I have a lot of one-night stands. I had the worst one of my life uh, fairly recently, though. I met this guy. We were at a bar. We got super, super, super drunk, and then just like went back to his house and went upstairs and immediately had sex, because um, he's a gentleman. <laughs> but like we had drunk sex, and like I feel like drunk sex is kind of like when you show up at the gym and then you realize that you didn't bring your headphones with you. You know, because at first you're just like, I can do this. <laughs> like a minute 45 in, you're like, no, I can't. <laughs> Why can I hear myself breathing? <laughs> My leg hurts. <laughs> I'm going home. Um, so we had sex. It was great. Um, I'm just kidding. It was terrible. Um, I'm just kidding. I don't remember it. So <laughs> we had sex. So in the morning, I like uh, came downstairs to get a glass of water from his kitchen and I found the worst thing I think you could find in the home of any one night stand 
She's like, you guys have sex. You know what it was. You can say it with me, right? It was 30 caged birds. <laughs> what? Are you surprised? So was I. Birds. Birds. In the kitchen. If that was a restaurant, the health department would have been like, fuck no. But it's a house, so it was fine. Um, he heard me scream and came downstairs. And he was like, hey, babe. And I was like, uh, the fuck is with the birds? And he was like, oh, sorry. So, like, this is my mom's house. And I was like, it gets worse? I'm glad that they were just garbage bird. Whatever. All birds are garbage birds. Like, they weren't fancy birds. Their mouths are knives, okay? They're garbage. But they weren't talking parrots. And for that, I'm eternally thankful, you know? I just don't think I had it in me emotionally to be, like, walking out of that house and just hear cawing after me, like, I'm going to call you. You know, it's just, no. No. I don't know. I um I watch a lot of I sometimes I think I want like a serious relationship like that's in a romantic comedy you know and my relationships are like a little bit like romantic comedies um, just because they're usually like ninety three minutes long um, <laughs> but uh, I I do I watch a lot of Kate Hudson movies and uh, I started to like think like oh maybe I do want this but I like have such a problem with those films and that it's like the woman is always perfect except that she's just like kind of clumsy. <laughs> which isn't a real person that anyone's ever met. Like, the guy is always like, I don't know. I mean, she, like, looks like a supermodel and she's the head of an ad agency or, like, a model. I don't know. That's, like, all shit. Women have, like, two jobs. Maybe she's a wedding planner. And she also, like, she's got a $4 million penthouse and a bunch of hot friends and a nice family and a cool dog. And she eats burgers, but she's still thin. But, like, I saw her fall once. <laughs> she seems way too complicated for me. I can't do this. It's too hard. It's so dumb that we even think that, like, falling down is embarrassing, because it's really not, you know? Like, I drink a lot. It's not a problem. Um, you can recover. <laughs> but, like, I don't know. I used to read those teen magazines that always had a section in the back that was, like, embarrassing reader-submitted anonymous stories. Remember? They were always called, like, Trauma-Rama. <laughs> like, is anyone meaner to women than magazines? <laughs> But, like, I remember there was always, like, one story that was like, oh, my God, I was walking in the mall and I fell down in front of my crush. I'm never going to live it down. <laughs> but then, like, the next story was always like, I got my period on a night manager at Denny's. <laughs> You're like, yeah, that's a trauma. <laughs> Tell the other girl she can deal with it. All right, you guys have been so fun. I've been Al Slimey. Thank you so much. Keep it going for Allison. Oh, very, very funny comic coming up next. F friend of mine, um, somebody I've, I've known for a bunch of years, so I'm excited to see her here at our show for what I think is the first time, which is super weird and rad. So excited to see you. Let's hear it right now for Irene, too. Give it up for Irene. Hello. Uh, I am a girl. hate going to public restrooms because I never know which one I should go into. Right? I think I should just start going to the men's room because uh, no one would say anything to me. But I don't want people to think that I'm pooping all the time. <laughs> you know? It's like weird to take 30 second long poops. Okay? <laughs> but <laughs> I don't want to pee for 30 seconds, sit in the stall for 10 minutes like a uh, 
Is this a long enough poop? Uh, how many plopping noises should I make into the toilet so you believe me, guy in the stall next to me? Right? It's uh, two plops, by the way. I did the research. <laughs> Any more? Sounds like you're having a problem. So nobody likes that. Uh, but usually I go to the ladies room which I like better anyways right smells nice it's clean but whenever I go in there a lady will uh, look at me and then look at the bathroom sign very confused uh, and then look back at me and then point to the bathroom sign and go this is the women's bathroom yeah as if I can't read drawings Right, like we all saw the little triangle, okay? Like, that's a skirt, okay? Like, I know. I've worn a triangle before. <laughs> one time, I wore a triangle one time, and I was like, I don't really like triangles. So <laughs> now we just wear uh, two rectangles. <laughs> but that lady's always looking at me like she's expecting something, so I think the next time that happens, I'm just gonna like pull my tampon out and give it to her. You know? <laughs> like, is this what you wanted? <laughs> Are you the bathroom bridge troll? So, you gotta pay your tampon a pee. <laughs> and even if I'm not currently bleeding, I'll pull a tampon out from my back pocket that I saved from last month, you know, just extra bloody, so. <laughs> Hope you're drinking. Uh, <laughs> I made some Bloody Marys outside. Okay, sorry, that, was, that one was for me. I, uh, I actually tried switching from tampons to diva cups recently, ladies. I don't know if you guys are familiar. Uh, there's these little silicone rubber cups that you put inside you, collects the blood, then you take it out, rinse it, use it again. It's very eco-friendly, saves you a bunch of money over time. It's like popular with a small select group of ladies, okay? It's the new Scientology cult. <laughs> so um, I wanted to join a cult, so I bought one. And I was reading the directions because they're hard to use, okay? It said to uh, fold it in half and then fold it in half again, like a little fortune teller, okay? Uh, and then you stick it inside of you, and the fortune's the same every month. Uh, so you're bleeding, you're not pregnant. So <laughs> I tried to stick it like in me. I don't know if I was like folding it wrong, maybe it's too big, I couldn't get it in there, so I think next month when I use it, I just have to uh, eat it, you know? It's like the only way it'll go down here. <laughs> I tried for an hour. I was doing some weird pussy origami down here. Um, but I'm Chinese, so it didn't really help at all. Uh, and then after an hour, I gave up. So now I just own a gently used diva cup. And I still have the receipt. So, like, can I return it? Is that cool? Because that thing was $40, okay? That's a lot of money for me to have in my house sitting on my bookshelf in cup form, okay? I can't do anything with it. I just stare at it every couple days like, Oh, that looks nice. Uh, and I take a shot out of it. Like, that's it. That's the only use. <laughs> I washed it, but... I want to return it. I just don't want to talk to the cashier because they always ask you what's wrong with it, and I have to be like, you know, probably nothing. I think my pussy's too small. Like, that's a weird thing to say to somebody who's on the clock. Uh, <laughs> a dude or a lady, but... $40, you know. I'm going to go tomorrow. <laughs> Like, pretty sure they're going to be cool with it because I bought it from Whole Foods, you know? <laughs> they're like, yeah, we sold it to you used. <laughs> That's how we recycle. So. 
I uh, I feel like I have to say this. I uh, I do eat meat, um, despite uh, this. Um, everyone just assumes I'm vegan for some reason. I don't know what it is about me. I'm not sure if it's because I look gay or frail. Um, but everyone's like, yeah, that girl has dietary restrictions. For sure. It's like, I'm also Asian, okay? We eat all of the meats, right? Like when my mom and I make chicken soup, we drive to Chinatown. We pick a chicken that's still alive. We're like, that one's the fattest. Uh, they kill it before our eyes. We don't even pray. And then we bring it home. We cook it for four hours. And I eat the entire chicken, including the eyes, the beak, and the brain. Like, I know how to fucking eat meat, you know? So I'm really sick of when people are like, hmm, I like chicken nuggets. What you do is gross. Okay, okay, fine, you like chicken nuggets? You know what those are? Those are just shredded up chicken butts, okay? Like, what's really gross, sir? I ate two eyeballs. You ate, like, 500 assholes, so... Pretty sure it's the chicken butts. You don't know where that chicken's been. I just feel like if you're gonna get, eat, like, a living being, you can't just eat a leg and a breast, throw the rest of it away, right? That animal was alive. Like, if we got to that point of cannibalism, which we will... Uh, <laughs> and we had to eat each other, and you had to eat me, and you only ate my leg, I'd be so fucking pissed, you know? <laughs> I'm like, I didn't read all those Shakespeare books for nothing, like, eat my brain, you know? Like, go for it. Uh, I do have a lot of friends that are vegan, though, because they're lesbians, right? You know, that's just what happens. We care a lot about everything. Uh, <laughs> they'll bring me to their favorite vegan restaurant. I'll eat it. I'm like, mmm, edible sponge, yum. Uh, but I refuse to eat vegan cheese again. I had it one time. I will never have it again. It's disgusting, okay? It's like if regular cheese had diarrhea, um, and then you eat it, and then you also have diarrhea. So just like the cycle continues. Like, you too can be lactose intolerant. Just have some vegan cheese. Uh, I'm sure we have some vegans in here. I'm sorry. Um, that's cool. I, I, I appreciate it. Um, I think that's very good for the planet, for animals. I just feel like only white people should be vegan. Because I have a lot of cultural food that I want to preserve, all right? It's been around for thousands and thousands of years, and you guys have less of that. Uh, also, you killed a lot of people. So I just feel like it's only fair, you know? It's like a little trade-off, right? Like colonialism for flavor. Like that seems one for one. Uh, and if you didn't laugh at that, you're the problem, you know? Thank you guys so much. I'm Irene, too. Irene, you too! Everybody let her hear it! Irene and I have a very similar experience of life. I have uh, been in public restrooms where women have entered the public restroom that I am currently in, washing my hands at the mirror with my eyes cast down as I usually do and when they come in the door they see me and they nearly flip over in horror <laughs> to go back and see that sign I've seen women go <laughs> it's very matrixy but I did just remember because Irene was talking about vegans and we were talking about vegans earlier <laughs> that restaurant we went to in Florida I got the weird um, buffalo head cauliflower thing which had cheese on it, so it wasn't vegan. And then I got a vegan crab cake, and the, way, <laughs> the server was like, wait, 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 are you vegan vegan? And I was like, "What? how can you put something on a menu and say it's vegan and be like, wait, 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 follow up. Are you vegan vegan? Because <laughs> like, the bun that it was served on was like a honey bun. 
And I was like, no, 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 I'm not, I'm not vegan. I'm just eating vegan food. But you shouldn't put something on a menu that's not vegan and be like, it's vegan. Except for the thing it's served in. It's served in ham. So are you vegan, vegan? <laughs> also, I don't know if this is funny, but I just wanted to say this. Allison was talking about running into birds at a one-night stand. The one time that I had roommates that were not people I was dating. A person I was dating. I've never dated multiple people. <laughs> I'm not that extravagant. I might have eaten a whole head of buffalo cauliflower, but I am not polyamorous because I am not good enough for it. Anyway, eh, whatever. I've gone too far. <laughs> I've dug myself way too deep in this bit. It's not even a bit. I just want to tell you something about my life. Jesus Christ. <sighs> Anyway, the one time I lived with roommates, which were not people I was romantically entangled with, I lived with two other roommates who knew each other, and I moved into this situation. I got the apartment on Craigslist. Remember when we used to do that? That was only eight years ago. Holy shit. <laughs> but I found it on Craigslist, and I moved in because it was a nice apartment, great location, right next to the train, uh, blah, blah, all this stuff in Chicago. But then... The one roommate did not disclose until I'd already moved in that she had two ghost quails <laughs> in the apartment. And she got two male ghost quails. And so every morning at six in the morning, they just went, I want to fuck. And they couldn't because they're both dudes and it didn't work for them like that. They weren't into it. And just every morning they went like, and had little and tiny and quails lived in my house. I didn't know quails even lived, honestly, in the year 2009. And I was like 28, and my roommates were like 22. So that is a huge chasm of understanding. And I was like, can you do something about the quails? And they were like, what's wrong with the quails? I was like, you hear them every morning at six, right? And they were like, no. And I was like, I am too old for this shit. I thought that would be funnier, but it's not. I had a diva cup stuck in me too once. Anyway. <laughs> I did. Have you ever folded yourself inside of yourself to try to save yourself? And you have a problem with anxiety? It's a great Saturday. I'll tell you that. <sighs> I honestly steadied myself and was like, it's going to be fine. <laughs> I had to just wait a moment. And I was like, yes, there is plastic inside of you right now. You will fix it. <laughs> then I just went through every problem I ever had in my entire life, <laughs> calmed myself down, and eventually got it out after jumping up and down. <laughs> that wasn't what got it out. It just, it, it, it got me ready to get it out. You know what I mean? Like, I just had to work up the strength. I had to just... <laughs> to do it is what happened <laughs> it was terrifying <sighs> and I have an anxiety problem and I recently realized that I've had it my whole life it's honestly like I left the hospital and was like shit I forgot something <laughs> I knew I where did I put it 
just a little tiny infant newborn baby going, shit, I left something. What did I, oh God, why? Oh, just a baby standing in front of the fridge. I knew I came here for something. Okay, are you guys ready to keep the show going? I sure am. Yes, this next comic is another friend of the show. We're so happy to have him back. You guys give a warm welcome to Danny Solomon. Hey, Danny Zolman, how you doing? I'm doing great, Rhea, how are you? I'm pretty good, pretty good for these times that we're in. Um, oh my God, nobody's <laughs> yeah. good. No, so no. Let's just preface it, nobody's No one's good, good. no one's good. Uh, so what are you up to these days? Um, right now, I'm working on an album. I'm oh, gonna be, awesome. I'm going to be doing a bunch of shows, and then uh, in January, I'm doing an album in Lincoln, Nebraska. Oh, hell yeah, Lincoln, Nebraska. Go to that goddamn show, because Danny is hilarious and a great baseball player. Thank you. That's the second part is definitely not true. She knows that. No. You're such a good person. No. You have to say because I played baseball that I'm a good baseball player. Yeah, you player. are a good baseball player. I we talked about this earlier. I hit one home run. It was on the little league fence. Yeah, but that's one more home run than I've hit. So It's not about home runs, it you know. Isn't. It's not about stats. I also but it also is. I also did not have a lot of base hits. So it was sure. just the one hit. That was my glory moment. Yeah. Actually against your team, against the Cocos. Oh, was it? And what year was that in the first season? It of must the CBA? have been. Yeah, the it was the CCBA <laughs> when it was run by Adam Stonehouse. So that might yeah, still yeah. be run by. I think there's just been a change in leadership. There's a new commissioner, Good. I think. So. So things needed to freshen up a sure, little bit. Sure, yeah, you got to switch it every now and then. But Certain incidents may yeah. have occurred. You got to, and you caught. You were a catcher. I Well, that's the most thankless job on the field. Yeah. I mean, you just see, squat for eight you, innings. Great baseball player. Great. I'm I'll willing I'm willing to take I'm a good person yeah. who would do something like that, who would Absolutely. take the worst jobs. I also took right field a lot. <laughs> yeah, and left field, job. which isn't as bad as right field. Yeah, not still as bad, bad, but it's still pretty bad. Yeah. Yeah. You have, so. if you're any good and you're in the outfield, you're center field. Absolutely, yes. And that's by the way, that's everything I know about baseball. <laughs> that's all you need to know. <laughs> I know, but oh, I'm also sorry about the Indians. Oh, well, hey, they're going to do what they're going to do. Yeah, that's it's true. It's always going to happen. I'm a Kansas City Chiefs fan, so I know how that feels. Yeah, I just, this year, I resigned myself to just realizing that any team that I even like is not going to win the World Series. Well, because When you... Kansas City won in 2015, I realized yeah. that was the closest I'm ever going to get to a team that I feel any sort of appreciation or connection to. You, felt, you liked it? You liked I did. the Royals winning? That's I did fair. like That's, it. You're too I'm, good of hey, a I'm a small market. I'm always going to be a small market baseball team. We fan. put together a good team. It that was, was a good Those team. guys... Moose? Come on, man. Yeah, they, liked, they played together. They That's did play the together. That's what the spirit of baseball it is. It was. And I, I mean, I would say that the Mets also played that way, but they had a bunch of jerks on their team. They had, yeah. I mean, <laughs> I mean, pretty much like 60% of baseball is super racist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, but yeah. It, well, racist problematic in some way. Yeah. Beating their wives and stuff, so that was yeah. kind of difficult for me to root for the Mets in any capacity, even though it was nice to see them get back into the World Series since 1986, but whatever. I what mean, if, sports... You guys, 85, we, they were 86. I know, and then <laughs> and I was born in 85, and then from then on, we sucked, so I yeah. never got into the Royals, and I got into the Chiefs because sure. they were okay, and then the Royals win the freaking uh, World yeah. Series, yeah. so... Well, know, congrats on your win, team. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> it was great talking to you. Yeah. Uh, go see that album recording, uh, Lincoln. Zubar. Zubar. That is very interesting, right? Danny, boy. Did you hear what I just said? Oh my God, you're not even Irish. You don't care. It's funny. Go fuck yourselves. I said that by accident, but it's a whole song. And they sit, it doesn't, you all shut up. Danny was great. Um, Amazing. Yes. Yeah. Did you feel like you wanted to clap again? I felt like you did. You sort of moved and then nobody did. So yeah, but thank you. You're actually right. They're wrong. 
How's your day going? Pretty good. Yeah? What did you do today? Uh, my office is kind of near all the fires, so Ugh. I mostly just made sure, like, everyone was okay. Yes. And good job. <laughs> I mean, so far, everyone's okay. That's very good to hear. What do you do? Uh, I work for a nonprofit housing developer. Oh, shit. Yeah, no, you need to be okay. Yeah, we're, you know, there's 60,000 homeless people. We're trying to do something about that. Poof. Uh... Well, <laughs> thank you very much for doing your job. I truly mean that. That's really rad. What do you do? Is it something silly? I'm a minister in the Episcopal Church. That's fucking, that's full of ha's. It's a lot of ha ha's. You work with children? Uh, cool. How, you're a minister in the Episcopal Church. Uh, rad. That's fun. How... I, I wanted to be a priest. Yeah, that's true. No, there's not. Yeah, the... Number one, I went ahead and stopped believing in God. So that did affect the outcome. But then number two, I was Catholic. So it's like, wah, wah, women are stupid. Yeah, we were all Catholic once. Not really. Most people weren't. Well, a lot of people were. They have all the money. They took so many money. And they stole it. And they hid it somewhere. Surrounded by men. And the men have dresses on. They say, you can't have this money. I am legit so fucking mad. You're, I, hey, I, what you're doing is rad. I am so mad. Uh, last week at the show, these neighbors, Rhea and I have these neighbors that are this awesome gay couple that are like older than us, uh, a little bit. And they, we didn't know them. They came to the show because I posted a picture in front of their house, they put, you know those like plastic nativity figures? I had those when I was a kid. Um, they have two Josephs in front of their house. It makes me happy. They put it up last year and I took a photo of it and I put it on the internet. That just said like, this makes me happy. And this year, I, that, and last year it was like, just people went like, we agree. <laughs> this year, <laughs> after the hell mouth, of January of uh, last year, like everybody's just fucking, the rails have, it's not that we've like gone off the rails, the rails have disintegrated and we are floating in a magma is what's happening right now. And so like I post this same photo, it's, it's a photo of plastic men that are white. So number one, that's not even fucking Joseph. <laughs> I posted a photo of it, and it got a lot of attention in the form of retweets. But I have a lot of quality filters in my shit, because bad people are mean, and they need to get away from me <laughs> on the internet. So, like, 
I'm like, oh, this is really rad. All these people have been supportive. These This couple like figured out who I was because somebody told them that the, I posted the photo. They came to our show and sat in the front row. And then we got their email address. They invited us over for Christmas Day. Like it's this whole beautiful thing. But in the midst of all of this, somehow like in an alternate timeline, like the whole time, some, some nut bag christians found this and have been squirreling it away and making like an alternate like ah disgusting set of comments that exist somewhere and i only found out about it because i have a google alert on my name which you have to have when you are a major celebrity (laughs) so i woke up thinking that like like for i mean i posted this like whatever prior to thanksgiving and i thought like how cute many people said nice things and they came to show rad and then i woke up to like a news story that was about how the bit the head of the church in providence rhode island the boss of the church in providence rhode island issued a statement about this photograph that included my like my my like handle is on there the fucking Catholic Church, where I was raised, it made my life a living hell when I came out. The Catholic Church is issuing statements about my Twitter feed now. <laughs> Think about that. Think about the moment that we are living in in history and all of the shit that we are all sorting through that Danny can't even go on the internet. Like, that all of us are white people are like, oh my God, is it this bad? Brown people are like, yes. Like, like this, like everything that's happening. Men are like, every woman? Women are like, uh-huh. Like, them, everything that's good. And like, bombs and fucking disease and like poverty that you're trying to solve. Literal fires! Actual brimstone and the catholic church is like i disagree with cameron esposito saying that this two joseph's thing makes her smile i like had to throw my phone ah i got so and it's not just them some fucking jesuit who like everybody you know how there's always like some there's like some priest that will get like retweeted or reposted by people because people are like, wait a minute, this priest almost said a smart thing. <laughs> this priest almost said like, I guess we should love each other. And then people were like, holy shit, a fucking priest said that. This, it's one of those dudes, like this like SJW, like leftist, like you're like, oh my God, he's like speaking the truth. That dude fucking quote tweeted me, which is so awful because it means I have to see it. And he has a shit ton of followers and people constantly. So now, so then that fucking dude did that. So then my stupid timeline has been full of asshole. Here's what I'm trying to say. I know these are small problems. I know these are small problems. You are so rich, the Catholic Church. Has anybody here been to Rome? It's full of gold. (laughs) It's full of gold. They own so much property. Do you know why priests can't get married? Do you know why priests are celibate? You probably do. Does anybody else know? It's because a long time ago, priests were having sons, and the sons were inheriting the land that the church was built on. And the Catholic Church said, we don't want that to happen anymore. So for that reason, priests don't get to have sex so that the Catholic Church can retain its property. They're the fucking Trumps. It's the same shit. Anyway. 
put their name on everything and like a big T. Anyway. <laughs> For an organization that purports to like give a shit about what this one philosopher dude named Jesus said, uh, they don't follow that at all. And I know that they know. We all know. I know we all know this. But I just... I have such a blabbermouth when it comes to hypocrisy. It's the one thing that made me so mad. Anyway. Those idiots. I'm so mad about it. I don't know, I'm, I don't know what I'm going to do. Except for single-handedly and systematically discredit the church over the rest of my lifetime. <laughs> and then they could give me my money back! Then my parents worked to send me to fucking Catholic school just so the Catholic school teach me my own body's the enemy. You could all go fuck yourselves, the church. Except that you probably think that's wrong. <laughs> Anyway, it's cool that you're a minister. <laughs> so, more show! <laughs> We've got two comics coming up left on the show. We've got two comics coming up left on the show! Do you guys, how do you feel about two more comics? Two more amazing comics. That's what I thought. Why don't you keep it going? Keep it going. Let's hear it right now for Heather Thompson. Give it up for her. Come on. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Give it up for Cameron Zito, everybody. Cameron Esposito. True thoughts about the church. Um, hi, audience. You look, I can sort of see you in the darkness. You look beautiful. Just absolutely beautiful. I look. Thank you. Oh, my God. That was so fucking sweet of you to just do that with no prompting. <laughs> By the way, an audience has never taken that long. Just saying. <laughs> Whoever that was in the corner, you're my favorite. Um, in case anyone is wondering, this is what trying looks like. <laughs> I am just trying to try, if that's not too much of a lofty goal, um... I haven't always been like good at trying in life because uh, it's a very vulnerable thing. You know what I mean? Like if you try, it's to say you care. It's to it's to maybe fail. You know, it's, it's less hard as a human being. And I especially haven't tried with my looks much. I grew up in Maine, and Mainers aren't like a very vain people. Like there, if you lose a tooth, you don't fix it unless an eating tooth. <laughs> you know? Like yeah, if it has a purpose, you strap it back in with some duct tape. But like otherwise, why? Go back to your chowder, your baked potato. You know. Then I moved to L.A. where people are, like, professionally good-looking, even if it's just getting you to buy, like, a sweater vest from a Land's End catalog. They're still, like, amazing. And so then I was like, okay, I'll try, you know? But I'm not good at happy mediums. Like, I either want the blue ribbon or why the fuck did I put on anything with a waistband? I either want to be valedictorian or I just want to go straight to waking up in a ditch and not knowing why I'm there. It's a very competitive place. Like, I, I can do all this. I can't put my full orthotics in these boots. This... This bra has a wire in it, not like the sports bra I like to wear to go get frozen yogurt. My eyelids are not naturally lilac, you know, like I have paint on my face. I'm trying to make these baby greens pop. I don't, 
do this for everyone. I'm not sure if I should, but this isn't even all, you know, mine. (laughs) My favorite thing to do is just go home with somebody and be like, I promise I'm not sick. I just live by a chemical plant. I don't, they're my magic, like, it just makes me feel better, you know what I mean? But then I'm also, like, I'm, like, aware, so I'm, like, but what about, like, the patriarchy and misogyny and do, it doesn't really hurt, but do I want those clips in my hair? But then again, like, I mostly like women romantically, so it's not even really about the patriarchy, it's about trying to get somebody to put down their softball glove and cut my face. (laughs) What do I do with all that information, especially when I don't have my full orthotics on? Like I said, I'm trying, and I can do all this. You know what I mean? I can have fake human hair from Russia that I got my mom to buy me. Because she's always trying to bond, you know what I mean? Sweet lady. And still, I'll show up, and there'll be, like, just a model hanging out wearing nothing but stilettos and a smile. And penises and superficial lesbians are into that kind of thing. But I'm like a practical woman. I am the kind of woman who's always been super responsible. I will memorize your food allergies on a first date. No walnuts, no problem. You'll live with me. (laughs) Do I have an earthquake kit? Do I have a first aid kit in my car? You betcha. You know what I have in my purse? Lotion, Purell, chapstick, eye drops. I am the Mary Poppins of personal lubrication. Why aren't you coming? (laughs) I have Kleenex and snacks in there if you did. People aren't practical. I always want to argue practicality. I want to be like, listen, I have a sturdy build and usually wear sensible shoes. In a crisis, or God forbid the apocalypse, I can pick you up, throw you over my shoulder, and start running. Don't you get it? I'm the Volvo of women. I am Swedish, and you are always safe with me. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. You know what they say, though? Volvo in the streets, Ferrari in the sheets, am I right? (laughs) I know this isn't how you have sex, by the way. I know you don't bat the person away from you while you scoot backwards, but I was raised by a nice family in New England, so that's sex for me. I always thought I just looked like the kind of girl who just liked a light fingering on major holidays. gentle poke that says, hey you, it's Christmas, but nothing to tucker you out before fireworks or presents. I mean, I have been like a member of more than one book club. It fits. Um, I am actually, uh, I don't know, how do the kids say nowadays, uh, alone? Um, I think single sounds sad, but alone sounds kind of French. Uh, I think it's easy to get lonely in L.A. because it's Los Angeles and you spend most of the time in your car scream crying in traffic and get wherever you're going and someone says, what are you working on? Like, that's your whole worth as a human being. And then, you know what I mean? You just end up hugging a pie. Um, And people don't like to admit when they're lonely. They think it sounds bad, but I don't really have any shame as evidence that I popped out my hair. Um, So I feel like I can come out of the closet as someone who gets lonely. It's a, it's a very, uh, it's a sexual orientation in and of itself. If you do it long and hard and right enough, it's a real cute pride flag. It's just an Ewok baking scones. Just a round, non-threatening creature walking around going, I promise they're not that dry with an apron that says, please make eye contact. That's all I want. I love how suicidal I make an Ewok sound. People don't always uh, believe women when they say they're lonely, especially, uh, you know, when you got cheekbones like this. But, uh, you know, 
And it's true, like, because it's supposedly it's so easy for women, like, we go out to a bar any night. It doesn't even have to be a bar. It could be a well-lit FedEx. (laughs) And just go, anyone? And you will get something. You will always get something. The important word there, though, is something, you know? (laughs) Nobody said something good. Saying to a woman, how could you be lonely when you take somebody home from a bar any night is kind of like saying to someone, how are you hungry when you know there are trash cans all over the city that have half-eaten sandwiches in them? Huh? There's a moldy ham and rye two blocks that way. And not just sandwich trash. You got soggy hot dogs down by the river. You got expired yogurt in the dumpster behind the vons. Go and get your romance, you picky bitch. I know this is really dark stuff. Am I the only one in here who gets sitting down in the shower sad? (laughs) Sitting down in the shower sad is my favorite flavor of depression. I know so many, but I feel like I hate it when people are like, oh, I'm just blue. I'm like, oh, you're also lazy and uncreative because there's there's so many different beautiful flavors of sad. Like there's sitting down in the shower sad, but there's also, hey, stranger, can I pet your dog a little longer desperate? face in their fur until it's dry. There's referring to yourself as a divorcee even though you've never been married. There's eating hot dogs straight out of the package because it says pre-cooked. They're cold and slimy, so are you on the inside. There's accidentally making your therapist cry. I wasn't mean to her, I just said something so sad, you know when it's not bad. There's getting in a fight with a psychic. It wasn't the truth I wanted. (laughs) Sitting down in the shower sat is my favorite because I picture you, you're in bed, and then you suddenly got up and you thought, I'm going to have a day, I'm going to see people, I'm going to get clean first, that's a social norm, healthy thing to do, and you said to yourself, every day is the first day of the rest of my life, however the saying goes, and you got in the shower and then something went wrong in between lather, rinse, repeat, and you said to yourself, or you know what else I could do? (laughs) I could just hang out in the bottom of my bathtub for a while. I know it's not great for the environment to just let the water run, but it takes so long to get clean when you're washing from the inside out. (laughs) Okay, thank you for the sad people clapping. I know it's hard for you to muster energy. Thank you so much. You guys are awesome. Please give it up for your wonderful and talented host. Heather Thompson, let her hear it. My favorite part was when she used the phrase tuckered out. People just don't say tuckered out enough these days, and the context was perfect. (laughs) Heather Thompson, one more time. (laughs) All right, here it is, your final comic of the evening. Y'all ready? (laughs) Woo! You guys, one of my favorite comics, friend of the show, another friend of the show. We love when he stops by. You may have heard his new album, Homo Negro. Give it up for Solomon Giorgio! Hello, everyone. Well, that was a wonderful response to a human person trying to connect. Hello, everyone. Well, that was nice, too. Um, I, uh, I've, um, I've been aggressively gay this year. Uh, like, I was a neighbor, I was just a docile neighborhood homosexual up until then. Um, but this year, a lot of things have happened. I'm like, you know what? No one's gonna get a, no one's gonna get a break. No one's gonna get a goddamn break. Like if I'm at a movie theater and I two, I see two straight men do that that buffer seat between them, I sit right in the middle. 
and start watching hardcore gay porn. You guys into fisting? Because you're about to be. (laughs) Um, I'm recently single. Uh, I'm not sad about it, that's for sure. I know you just got. That's uh, I'm the opposite of what Heather's doing. I am. I love. I was. I was in a relationship for a year, uh, over a year, and I tried it out. I was single for 35 years before that, and being alone, my preference, hands down, unquestionably, without a doubt. Uh, sleeping in the middle of my bed is my favorite part of the bed to sleep in. Wingspan, hands out, all the way. I don't. With a, I want a, I want a package of cookies within arm's reach. Like, it's a really, it's the best situation to be in is to wake up in the middle of the night and have a snack without rolling out of bed. It's, and I'm, it's, uh, like, it's very weird uh, how we treat, because, uh, like, we're, we're taught our whole lives to learn to love ourselves. And the thing is that if you're one of those people that does that, you're considered an egomaniac. I'm like, I don't fucking comprehend that at all. Just because I believe in myself, now I'm an asshole? That's not how loving yourself works. But you know what I like to do when I wake up in the morning? I go right to the mirror and look at myself and I go, am I beautiful because I'm confident or am I confident because I'm beautiful? (laughs) And then I go outside and that's the rest of my day. It's the best kind of experience to have is to love yourself. I fucking highly recommend it. Take any opportunity. Self-affirmations are the best way to live your life. Um, But I am, like, I'm not, like, against relationships. I comprehend them. Um, They're fine. I get it. Like, I understand marriage. That makes sense to me. Um, However, I don't understand marriage proposals. I think that's the dumbest, craziest shit we do as human beings. Okay, first let's talk about marriage. Can anyone here... Can you define a marriage to me? Well, then you are the best source of information. (laughs) But what what do you think is the definition of a marriage? Commitment. There it is. It is a physical contract between two people uh, that requires legal counsel uh, if you decide to break that contract. And this is what a marriage proposal is. A, uh, a surprise uh, where you just show up and first you purchase a item, uh, specifically a ring, which costs a lot of money. Uh, but without even asking that person that what's, what you're going to do. And then you, then you just kind of go, hey, uh, I'm just surprising you to ask you if you are willing to sign a contract with me <laughs> that will require legal counsel for you to break. <laughs> By fucking surprise. That's the dumbest way to handle that situation. Like, I, I understand some people do discuss marriage and the possibility of it before that moment, but still. Like, that shouldn't be... Like, I think a marriage proposal, uh, the way I would do it is if I would actually... I would, I would find a picture of the ring and put that in a box. <laughs> like, well, if you... And then when I, when I, I do the proposal, and then it's like... And the, the correct response should be either a no or how about your people call my people and we'll set something up. Because uh, that's practical. It's just irrational to do it any other way. But when, maybe one day I'll get married. Um, I, I, uh, I don't drive uh, because I live in Los Angeles and it's the most horrid way to experience this city. 
uh, is to be discovered. It's like the slowest and the fastest drivers uh, not using turn signals, and it is a nightmare. I cannot handle it. It's terrifying. I don't want to do it ever again. But I love, I love taking the bus. It's my favorite thing. I enjoy, like, because we live lives where we pick and choose who we want around us, and you don't have that option on the bus. <laughs> There's zero control of who's ever going to get the fuck on that bus, and you are trapped until you need to get to where you're going. <laughs> And there's so many wonderful flavors of human beings. I was recently on the bus, and somebody got on, and they were uh, in blackface. Uh, but it was a, um, it was a black woman, uh, so I'm pretty sure it's just art. Uh, <laughs> but no, it was a black woman, and she was covered head to toe in black ink, just covered. And uh, she sat down, and she started nibbling on a uh, vinyl record, and I immediately honed in. I'm like, I got a new hero. Um, <laughs> Because, like, after she sat down and nibbling on the record, it's whenever she, a white person walked by her, she would wipe their skin with her inky hand. Like, you're not clean. I'm like, you're, uh, you're the best. <laughs> but it's very inspiring, because you have to understand is that no matter how far gone someone is, no matter how much of their mind they have lost on the bus, they will always have the mental clarity of knowing exactly where their stop is. It is mind-blowing. Just to watch the wheels click together. Like, should I cover my body head to toe in black ink? I don't know. But I do know I need to get off on Sunset and Alvarado. I cannot be late to my appointment to scream at trees. It is... <laughs> And that is my time. You guys have been such a wonderful audience. Let's bring back your wonderful host of the evening. Solomon Giorgio! Oh, one more time for Solomon. And actually, and Solomon has been a guest on another podcast that I do that's called yeah. Query, that if you like this show, you should listen to Query. It's... Q-U-E-E-R-Y. It's really rad, and Rhea's been on it. Anyway, that's yeah. all. Uh, hey, thank you so much for coming out. Let's hear for all the comics you saw tonight. Yeah. Next week is our last show of the year. Of 2017. So we will see you then, and then we will see you in 2018. Enjoy the rest of your week. Bye-bye. Put your hands together. 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 Put your hands together, put your hands together, put your hands together, put your hands together, get ready to laugh with your hands together, put your hands together, get ready to clap with your hands together, put your hands together.
Hey, this is Arnie Niekamp from the Improv Fantasy Podcast, Hello from the Magic Tavern. I fell through a dimensional portal behind a Burger King in Chicago into the magical land of Foon, and I started a podcast. Season three has just begun with a brand new adventure to defeat the Dark Lord. If you're a new listener or you've fallen behind, season three is a great jumping on point. And we've got great guests like Justin McElroy. I sound like a fancy college professor. Fake nuts. <laughs> Rachel Bloom. You all see my collection of men corpses and one woman. Felicia Day and Colton Dunn. You've seen <coughs> me have intercourse with a variety of species. It's a bummer. Andy Daly. You have the members of Genesis listed, but Phil Collins yeah. has crossed out and then circled and crossed out again. Uh, yes, I have killed Phil Collins twice. Thomas Middleditch. <laughs> Oh, Jesus! I mean, Jazos! <laughs> ruler of the Eighth Circle! And that's just the beginning. Season 3 of Hello from the Magic Tavern is out now. Listen in Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.